Welcome to the Positive Education Podcast with Ash Manuel. As we know, the number one hot topic in the world is mental well-being. Ash has worked with close to 1,000 organisations impacting more than a quarter of a million people, including schools, sports teams and businesses across 45 countries. Today, Ash is regarded as a global thought leader in positive education. In this podcast, you'll hear stories, information and actionable ideas from positive education and well-being experts. The purpose of the podcast is so that you take away ideas that you can execute in your classroom, across your school, at your sports club and in your organisation, plus tips and tricks that you can apply in your own life. Hey everyone, I'm Ash Manuel and today I'm talking with Kelly Irving. Now, I'm really excited to have Kelly on the podcast. So Kelly is a books a best-selling book coach, editor, and creator of the expert author community, a global coaching experience that has launched hundreds of award-winning authors into the world. And personally, I've actually had the pleasure of working with Kelly on my um, book that was released uh, last year. And I'll work with Kelly, sorry, in 2022 on my, the Growing With Gratitude book. And in the episode, I'll also share some ways that you can go about writing a book and some of the challenges, um, how you maybe you get it published, because it's um, it's quite a tricky process. And one of the reasons why I definitely want to get Kelly on is because a number of teachers uh, have come up, uh, maybe they're currently teaching or they've actually um, stopped teaching and they've gone out on their own, but still working in schools. And they're really interested in writing a book, but they're not sure how to go about it. So we'll definitely dive into that today. And that's one of the main reasons why um, we really wanted to chat to Kelly on the podcast, but not only um, in schools and how do you write a book and go about it in general. So we'll dive into that. And um, I'm really interested like to find out a bit more about, um, as I said, how, how to get it published because Kelly's actually never had a book pitch rejected by a publisher. Now there's no other, there's, there's other ways to go about publishing a book than through a publisher. You can self-publish and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, what actually Kelly also does, she nurtures business, business owners to bring their biggest, best and most commercially viable ideas to market. Um, she's really passionate about empowering leaders to share new solutions, offer new insights and produce work that enriches their lives as well as others. And that's through books. So really excited to get Kelly on the show. There's so much we're going to cover today. Um, it's going to be a cracking episode. So without further ado, we'll get right into it and um, we'll welcome Kelly. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Thanks, Ash. Good to be here. Uh, very excited for this conversation. Um, and I'll go into how we got connected um, throughout the podcast. But I'm really interested to know, like, as a book writing coach, well, for a start, what is a book writing coach and how you got into writing and uh, coaching in the book industry, I guess? Yeah, it's a good question. And actually, funny enough, um, in terms of what it is, I kind of made it up a long time ago. So when I started this, 10 years ago, over 10 years ago now, book coaching wasn't actually really a thing. Mm. And then I remember, you know, a few years in, I discovered someone in America and I looked at what she was doing. I was like, oh, that's what I do. And she was calling herself a book coach. So I was like, okay, well, that, that's what I do. And now, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like there's heaps of book coaches out there. But um, yeah, I guess to explain what it is, I think most people, when they write, especially when they write a book, they think of, I write the book and then I go to an editor to help fix yeah. up the words and the language. So that for me is too late because when you've already got like 50,000 words of something, um, you often have to take 
the writer back to the start to actually understand some foundational things in that manuscript first and foremost. So that's kind of why I invented essentially my own process to actually walk people through a step from I've got an idea or I, I kind of want to write a book, but I'm not sure what that idea is right through to planning it out, understanding how structure works, building, you know, logical sequences around that. So it's actually teaching people in, in essence, book coaching is actually teaching people what a book is, how, how it works what the underlying foundation is, what the commercial viability is in a marketplace and all of those types of things. So, um, but if I go back before that, um, because it wasn't a thing, I mean, I I was, I would say I'm an editor before I'm a writer. I, I sort of stumbled, I've always worked with words and I kind of stumbled into editing when I worked in education, actually. Mm, yep. So I worked for a registered training organisation and I used to work with um, academics, so subject matter experts, yep. creating MBA materials. Mm. And so I would work really closely with them, taking what their knowledge and expertise was out of their head and then forming that into um, study materials that students could actually use and digest and, you know, actually work through those materials. So that's probably mostly, you know, closely related to what I actually do with people it, it in essence it's that but I kind of went on to be a journalist um I worked in travel for a long period of time it's just that I had a chance meeting with someone in a co-working space and she was like I want to write a book is there anyone that could help me and I thought well I can do that because that's yeah. kind of essentially what I've been doing and I helped her write it and I helped her. She had a, a chance meeting with a publisher. So I was like, I can help you pitch that. So we put a pitch together and it got accepted and then everything kind of steamrolled from there because she started recommending me to people and the publisher found out about me and brought me mm. in saying, look, I think we've got heaps of <laughs> good news, your help. Um, and yeah, it just sort of skyrocketed from there. So I remember um, my husband sort of said, you know, oh, I wonder, you know, I wonder what would happen if you just told people you were only doing books. Mm. So we put a one pager up and yeah, I've never looked back. Mm. What, and what year was that when you sort of, I guess, went full-time with the book writing coach? Uh, it was about 2010, I oh. think. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, I think it was about 2010. If I think about my first book, actually the first book, that book is Gabrielle Dolan. So I got picked up by Wiley and she's my longest serving client. So I've worked with her on like seven books now. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great story. And and the reason why, uh, one of the reasons why I definitely oh, very keen to talk to Kelly on the, on the podcast is because I had the pleasure of working with Kelly on uh, the Growing With Gratitude book um, last year in 2022. And it was interesting how you said before, um, quite often, uh, I guess there's a misconception that you write a book and then it goes to the editor and they help sort it out. And that's what I thought. But then, and, and that's when I actually had the had the opportunity to write a book through the publisher Wiley. And I wrote the manuscript or and a couple sample chapters, I think it was. And they didn't say these words, but basically they said it was crap. They didn't actually say that, but I knew <laughs> within the polite words that it needed a lot of work. That's what they were saying. And they recommended um, a couple of people like, like yourself. And we, we got in contact and um, we started working together and, like it, it's blown me away how like the, the process of writing a book, like it was, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't realize it was going to be that hard. And I, I can't believe 
um, I was even thinking about doing it without any help <laughs> until I got to the editor. And well, once we started working together, like it was, it, it just came together. So, and just building on to what I was saying, I know I've spoken to a lot of teachers and whether they're still teaching or um, transitioned out of teaching, but still doing their, or they might be doing their own thing within schools. They mentioned about writing a book. So if people got an idea that they think could be uh, turned into a book, where, where would you recommend people start with book writing? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So, and I think this is where there's, again, a misconception. And actually, well, before I come back to that, just in regards to that, it always reminds me of, and you'll hear this term sometimes with book coaching, like book doctoring. And for me, why why you would in, invest in the services of a book coach is because it's prevention, mm. not treatment. 100%. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it, it, it's prevention and not treating the issue when the issue arises. And yep. um, so when people start, and I think this is, you know, from the outset where they go wrong, because, you know, you think about, most people will think about, oh, and they'll start Googling about, oh, do I self-publish or go with a traditional publisher? I was like, you can't answer any question until you know why you want to write a book in the first mm. place. Um, and, you know, for most people, a book is in their heart, right? It's a legacy piece. It's something they want to share. Like, it is kind of like, I, you know, it is kind of like scaling Mount Everest. I know not everybody wants to scale Mount Everest, but the people that do, you know, they want to it's a challenge and there's something that they're driven internally by. And I think that's really important, especially in the space that I play in, because if you've ever worked in a sector where, you know, you got knowledge and wisdom and you want to impart that with people, there's a bit of a thing about putting that into a book to position yourself as an expert in, in that particular topic. And for me, that's the result of writing a really good book. It's not why you should write one. Mm. Um, and it's fine. Like it is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to write a book because you want to use it for a cathartic experience. Like you've had something amazing, let's say, happen to you and you want to record that and, and share that with other people. But you still have to understand that books are a commercial marketplace. Publishing is a business yep. and publishing is the business of selling books. You know, fiction books still have to be commercial. You still need to understand the commercial viability. So it's not about, you know, what you want to write. It's what does the market want to read. Mm. And so there are no right or wrong reasons to write a book, but you actually need to get really clear on what is that underlying thing? Why do I actually want to do this? So for me, um, in the position of working with people like you, it's actually more so, okay, where am I at in my business? Like a book is a business strategy. Mm. How can it help elevate what I know? Is this about recording my um codifying my thinking or recording my intellectual property down and, and and sharing that with others do I want to build a business around this do I want to be on speaking mm. uh, to schools or on a stage somewhere or do I want to be running online courses or do I want to be doing this it's actually getting clear on that first and foremost because that will influence every other step afterwards mm. yeah that's true I mean, as you, you, I think you hit another head. People write book or think they want to write a book for different reasons. Um, 
and because it is like if you're if you're not a massive name like in the world of or if you want to write a book and you're not a huge name like um I don't know who's released a book of a big name recently like a bio they might have written released a biography or something like that of a really well-known person that they probably get paid to actually write it like a like a advanced pay more whatever they call it but if you're like a um, business owner and you want to write a book or whatever it is, you, you're going to actually have to invest time and actual probably money into it as well. And it's not a, it's not something you're really going to make money off. It's not, mm. it's, um, and I've learned that, like, and I knew that was going to be the case anyway when I wrote the book, but it, um, it's been a great thing having a book. So I, I know that for me, like going through the process. So what I did, first of all, I don't know, I don't know if this, I mean, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but once I ha had the idea, Personally, I was, um, I'll just talk about um, how I got the opportunity to write a book. First of all, then I'll get into this question. But uh, I had the opportunity um, to write a book through Wiley, Wiley, which is a big publisher. And how that came about, I was working with Dale Sidebottom, who wrote a book. We were doing a workshop in Melbourne. I reckon that was like 2020 or 2021. And um, he invited his editor. So um, the editor that he worked with from Wiley um, was Sandra. Um and I got introduced and um, didn't say, didn't think much of it then. And it was great, lovely lady. And um, it was sort of in COVID, like maybe yeah, 20, start of 2022 or coming out of COVID. I thought, well, maybe this is a good time to actually come back to that book writing idea. And I reached out to Sandra and um, Dale and got introduced to um, a couple of team members at Wiley. And we jumped on a, a Zoom call and um, had the opportunity to fill out, a, a, I guess, a pitch template from Wiley and um, went through the process went back and forth and I was very lucky that with one sort of pitch I guess I was got the opportunity to write a book and so um, first one of the first things they asked you to do a lot with the manuscript but submit two or three chapters and that's when I was saying before that he basically got told it wasn't probably up to scratch and I, and as I said I thought I was going to work with an editor at the end to get it a lot better but the way I actually started was just to write um, some chapter titles down um, and then work through and I guess fill in those chapters with information um, like uh, some, I guess, some research, some personal stories, then some takeaways. So is that a good way to do it? Write down chapter titles first or not necessarily? What would you recommend there? And what, yeah. what do you tell your clients? Yeah, it's a great thing. And actually, I want to come back to the money thing afterwards. So remind yeah. me, but I think this is another misconception as well. A lot of people feel like they have to have their outline or their contents page. So they go away on a Sunday and they go into the cafe and they bring yep. out the napkin and they write the napkin so you know, on the back one. of the note and they go, okay, it's my book idea. Yeah. And you've already skipped the steps in terms of, okay, but who, why am I doing this? Mm. Who am I writing the book for? And really importantly, how does the commercial model of publishing work? Um, and, and it's really, so a lot of the ways I describe it, it's like, it's like building a house, right? When you build a house, you have to be connected to the water. You've got to have electricity. You'll start with like two bedrooms and a bathroom. You've got to have a floor in place. Once you've got those pieces in place, then you can look at, okay, do I need to add in an extra room? I'm going to decorate the the walls this color. I'm going to bring in the furniture. It's kind of like the sexy stuff. So we always want to skip forward to the sexy stuff without actually first spending time on the plan. Um, and it, it's not wrong per se, but but here, here's the thing for me. It's a lot easier to work with words when they're on a page than if they're in your head. Mm. 
And like I use, and I, I'll, I can give this to you afterwards. Like I use a tool with authors. I call it the book screening canvas. So some business owners will be familiar with the canvas. It's like about generating ideas. Um, and it's got like nine containers on there in terms of understanding, okay, why am I doing this? Who am I doing it for? Uh, what books are like mine in the market? What do I want to get from this process? What's the strategy? What's a cool objective? And you do it really quickly. Like you do the exercise within 15 minutes and yep. you can do the exercise multiple times. And when you can lay out these ideas on a page, you've already it's already a lot easier to work with it because it's on the page. But those nine areas are also about understanding what are the key things to write a book that I actually need to understand because content is only one part of it. Mm. A great structure is only one part of it. Yep. Um, there are, especially in publishing, there's like, that. okay, well, how am I actually going to get it into my reader's hands? Yeah. Um, which again goes back to your why because, if it's a book for you know you're just doing it because you want to share that story and you're going to share that with your mum your dad and you know your, your mates next door then that's fine but where people do go wrong is then they expect that this is going to be this like worldwide best-selling sensation except they didn't understand okay what's in this story for a reader on the other end so mm -hmm. there's a really big difference between I talk about memoir here because you you mentioned about the biography thing. Memoirs are stories, right? They're, you know, autobiographies. It's still a story written for someone else. Yeah. Yep. And it's a really massive distinction. It's not, and because writing is cathartic, we write the story for ourselves, but you've got to, often I use the, um, I, I go with the motto, you write for yourself, edit for the reader. Mm. Uh, it, it's so crucial it's all about understanding who is the other person on the other end that is reading this and you're right like biographies memoirs in particular it's such a hard market because honestly uh, when you've got a big name it's because you've got a big name that the book sells it's not the story yeah, it's exactly. I want to buy the book by Richard Branson because I'm familiar with Richard Branson mm. and you're right so that's also why a lot of those books are ghostwritten they're yeah, written exactly. by people, yep. other people. Yep. Um, and, and so that's actually, you know, it's quite a hard market to kind of con conceptualize around. And so if I go back a step before about the money thing, you know, publishing is a commercial market. They're in the business of selling books. Yep. And it's hard, but it's hard because if you go and you look at the shelf space in a bookstore, mm -hmm. It's really small these days. It's really limited and yep. there's a lot of competition now with self-publishing and stuff like that. So it is a hard market to crack because they still have to work out, you know, in, in buying a profit on that. Yep. The thing that is really awesome about a book that I think uh, people miss is it's not may not necessarily be about making small individual sales from one book at a time, your $30. It's the one speaking gig yeah, that definitely. you're going to get from that book that would attribute to maybe 5,000 sales or whatever. Yep. It's the one workshop that you get to go into a school and speak at. It's the one this and that. And what is incredibly valuable about a book for me is not just the tangible outcome of the finished final product. It's what happens through the process. 
so for me a book sits in like the ecosystem of you it influences how you speak about yourself how you sell yourself what services you think about putting together your workshops you speak like your branding people have rebranded their whole businesses once they've been through the process or by going through the process of the book because it's such a you know this is a reason why we we have bookshelves Mm, you know this is going to sit for years to come um and we'll keep going back to it and you generate so much content because you can leverage blog posts or articles and all this other stuff just through you know that one big body of work that's why they're so valuable um and i think you know most people i work with that get that it's kind of like regardless of whether or not you end up with a finished thing there's so much stuff that goes through the process and it is if you're a, a learner in any kind of fashion which I imagine you know a lot of your people are it's like it levels you up in a way that you've never even imagined oh absolutely and I think just to add to that Kelly like you mentioned like it the ecosystem of, I guess, if you're a business person, you, you have a book or whatever it might be, it builds credibility as well. Like it, if, because pe- this, if people write a book, it, it just stands out. Like it, it really does. And uh, if you self-publish or get an opportunity through a publisher, like it, just having that thing that you hold and like, cause some people say, oh, I've written a book and it might be like a PDF ebook, which is fine. But actually having that proper printed book, there's nothing, like better than that. And it's a really good feeling. I remember that first time when the book got, you get three or three or four advanced copies sent um, to, by the publisher to your, to your house before it gets released. And it was just an amazing feeling just to have your name on this book. Um, yeah. As a, oh, as a really good, but yeah, as, from a, going back a step, like the credibility and, and also you mentioned there before, like it's not the, I mean, to be honest, like if you sell, sell a book in a bookstore for $30, you, as the author, you get very, I don't even know if you see any of it. Now you see probably a little bit of it, but um, it's one of those things where it's not about so much that it's about the opportunities that come from it. And I found that um, particularly like the book's been out for about a year now. And um, what I've actually included is like a, uh, the book is part of a, a package for um, workshops in schools. So face-to-face workshops in schools. And then each staff member um, gets a book or the book gets a certain amount of um copies of the book as well and there's a lot of um activities and ideas that um, uh, student or story teachers can use within the classroom and families can use at home as well so it just adds that little bit extra um value as well and that's i think how i've uh, personally used the book um as well and one thing that also people might not be aware of if you go through a publisher as um, an author sometimes you're actually part of the agreement is that you've got to purchase a certain amount of copies yourself um, and that's a good thing as well because we we're just talking off air before, or before we hit record, Kelly. And I was talking about um, the books, particularly the bookshop process. So um, when the first when the book first came out last year, I'd go into a few like Dimmick's bookstores and um, sign a couple of copies. It's pretty awkward going up there and say, "Oh, do you want me to sign this book?" <laughs> <laughs> but the publisher does recommend it, and it's a good thing to do. They put a signed copy, and people do like that, um, seeing a signed. Um, or having their book signed. So um, so every now and then I'll just pop into a bookstore and just see if it's on the shelf and what have you. And um, sometimes it's not, and there was some there. So it's been sold. It might not be heaps of copies. It might be three or four. Um, but what they actually don't do necessarily is actually reorder. I just assume that if you sold a book, 
um, it would just be one for one, one out, one in. But as you mentioned before, because there's so many books that get published, I think they come out, do they come out every quarter or every, is that how they come to book? stores every three months oh, when there's it... books coming out like every month you know yeah, okay. every month publishers yeah. are working by a month by Monthly. month release there you go. But... yep and as you say before there's not much room on the bookshelves really it's for the men and books that do get published so having the actual books um at home is actually a really good thing because you can actually sell them through your own website as well um and obviously... I, I think that's an important distinction. Mm. Like we'll talk a bit about publishing avenues, yeah. but also, yeah, that's a really important distinction. So in terms of the credibility piece, you know, honestly, whether you have a publisher or you go self-publishing, in actual fact, if you make good quality choices self-publishing, because yes, you can do it in a really half-assed, yeah. cheap-ass way that people are going to notice. But if yeah. you invest in that, there's no difference between mm. the two. Like it's a credible avenue now. Like looking at my bookshelf now, like this, this could have. This is a self-published book, you know. Like it's just as good as that's on shelves. Isn't it? Is that on? Is that in bookstores? That no, but yeah. then that's the biggest difference. Is as a self-published book, it's harder to get yeah. traction into bookstores. Yep. So that's that's a big avenue when you're yep. going down the publishing mm. route. But then you've got, you know, like your pros and cons because when you're self-publishing and you're selling that yourself, you're getting all the profit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. going anywhere except your pocket. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so it, it's not, um, I believe there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach for everyone, for every author or every book. Mm. And honestly, there are no perfect solutions. They yep. all have pros and cons. But my role really is about, helping un people unpack that and understand that and pulling the curtain back on that because it's not talked openly about. There's not enough transparency about how it all works. Um, you know, you're, to your point in terms of buying your author copies, some publishers do that, some others don't. You know, yeah. like it, there's all sorts of, you know, grey area and it. it's yeah, actually yeah. about navigating your options within that and then yeah. choosing the right decisions based on, who you are, what your objectives are, how much you're willing to invest, you know, your your budget, your, and, and where your business is at as well. Like if you are just starting out, you're a first-time author, predominantly unless you've got some kind of platform behind you, yep. you're better off self-publishing. It's going to be too hard because publishers are looking for a great idea but who's the person and what's the platform behind selling that? Yeah. Um, and they'll they'll often talk about, and I actually, I mean, for me with an author as well, I think it's really good to go through the publishing process yeah. once because you yeah. learn so much about how it mm. works. Yep. And you don't know what you don't know till you've gone through it yep. um, and got wins on the board. And then, mm. then you, you know, you kind of have a lot more you can negotiate with in a yep. lot of ways. Mm. Um so if you're driven to write a book there, you know, there are so many options available. I've got someone in my expert author community at the moment and he, he's an educator and it's specifically in sports and he's writing a book because he wants to, you know, encourage people to get back to basics and enjoy sport, yep. you know, not, not just be this activity that we have to do to keep fit, but where's the enjoyment gone from it and kind mm -hmm. of really changing people's perception around it. And that's a, you know, that's a great uh, 
reason and thinking behind why he wants to do the book because he's really passionate about it but he's just building his business he's just sort of starting out on his own so probably more than likely the best option in terms of publishing that is to look at self-publishing um and getting it into the right people's hands in order to build your business based off of that oh that makes so much sense because and like you it's it's to be honest it's a bit of an ego thing to have a book in a bookstore like more than anything like it looks good um it's very nice but it's not it's not necessary like really because as i've noticed as i mentioned before like after it's been 12 months like some bookstores even after as you said before like um i think before you hit record like three months is sometimes when the book's longevity like in a store um, because the new ones come in and they get pushed out and it's actually quite true because i do go in bookstores a lot and um, the the main ones you see on the shelf are the all time like classics where they've sold millions of copies and they're you, they're still there and they'll get reordered. But you do notice some um, friends that it might be authors their book isn't on the shelves anymore, um, and it's really interesting. So it's not be end all be all and end all to have a book published by through a publisher as you say because it's easy to get on the shelves. But um, having that book is so it just opens up so many avenues um through a personal band band personal personal brand not band personal band brand business i can't even say it um <laughs> is a really really good way to do it and i think the the guys in your expert author community like it's a it's a great way to do it and build a business around it as well um, absolutely and that's what you're really doing yeah. is generating a business around yeah. it i mean i've had people uh i i had someone um Penny Lacasso and her book, Hacking Happiness, also published by Wiley. But she she had a business called, I think it was called Be Kindred before. And she rebranded a whole business around the concept mm. of hacking happy. Yep. And she'll say, you know, like it was so bad. I actually saved time and money by doing the book first and then rebranding the business, yep. not doing it. Most people think about doing it the other yeah. way. What's mm. my brand? What's my message? Yep. You know, what am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then they build this thing and then they realize it's wrong or they've got the wrong audience or, or the, the people that they think that they're selling to aren't the people who are buying it and blah, blah, yep. blah. And you've spent all this money on a fancy website and, you know, a logo and stuff like this, but it you've got to change it already, already again. So, yeah, I, I think there's so much value from having the work because if you think about writing, it's the thinking process. Mm-hmm. And you have to articulate what's in your head and you have to, you know, you're, you're speaking to someone, but it's just on a page. Um, And there's so much value to that process. It really does. You build everything around that as opposed to, you know, it's kind of like um, if you've ever, you know, come across the the lean, you know, lean startup methodology, you know, it's like start with a customer Mm. And then deliver based on their need, not like what a lot of people go wrong when they're building businesses is I'm going to create this thing and then the people will come. Yeah, It doesn't work like that. It's like, who's your customer and where is their value? And a book is awesome for that because you have to hone your reader so Mm. much. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Um, and sorry, Kelly, just add on to that. I think you made a really good point. Like there's no one size fits all like where you're at. So you can write a book then build an audience around it um self-publish it yourself or um as you mentioned that was published through wiley but yeah it's just um i think so many people have that idea for the book and probably just be how i don't know maybe just a bit hesitant to start it but it's just 
I mean, personally, I've yeah. been growing up into my oh, mid forties, nearly not quite, but nearly. And I'd never thought I'd even write a book into my when I hit forty or forty one, even forty two. Um, but it was one of the best things and most, I guess, satisfying things. So it was art. It was hard. So I've never been a writer. Um, and you probably could vouch for that, Kelly, when you first saw a few chapters. Um, but <laughs> but it was it's just an amazing thing. And it proves that people we can do maybe more, more than we can expect. And we don't have to do it all on our own. Like you can get help. Um, and like a person like yourself in your um, expert um, author community, like it's that is a pretty awesome community. And, and I know you're flat out with that at the moment. You've got a lot of members in there. Um, just before we get onto the the community, though, like you you mentioned like, – in a, in a conversation that you've never had a book pitch rejected by a publisher. Um, yeah. How, how has that happened for a start? And I guess are you particular when you work with a client and you think, well, okay, this probably could go through a publisher and you're very careful the way you pick them. Is that how you sort of go about it? 100%. Yeah. So I'm not pitching every day of the week. Yeah. When you absolutely not, when you know it has you're not to winner. be the right person, the yeah. right business. There has to be something, and I think over the years, like I've just got really good at that. Oh, this is there's something in this. This this what the per who the person is, the platform they have around them, what they've got, what they're willing to invest, what they're trying to do mm. aligns with a publisher and what the publisher would be looking for. Every publisher is different. Yep. They all have different markets. They all have different audiences. They put out different books as well. And it's understanding, and for me, making it a match. And so it wouldn't be something that I would, you know, uh, I'm really big at taking off the rose-tinted glasses in a lot of cases for publishing yep um it has to be the right person and the right book and i think over the years you just you get really good at picking that you get really mm. good at there's something in here yep. i reckon i can make this work yeah. um yeah definitely i guess it's a um, that you develop isn't it like you've developed that since like well you've been doing this full time since 2010 um and you'd get to know the publishers the, the right people at the publishers and understand because you're right each publisher focuses on a different I guess, top yeah, of and I, I think there's a couple of things in that. I, you know, there's two things. I often tell people, like, I'm not a business coach. I'm mm. not going to coach someone on their business. Yeah. But I do bring a business brain to a book because yep. it is a commercial product. It, it mm. is a product. Like, a lot of people talk about it being a marketing tool. It's a product. It's a product of you yeah. and everything you know and do. So that, I'm very good at that. But um, I think, you know, the the second point in that um is actually <laughs> I've lost my train of thought yeah. now. Um knowing the publishers different type of publisher. Oh yeah. So so yeah. I'm kind of different because like in, in a lot of ways, so I've never worked inside a publishing house. Yeah. Right? I've always worked externally, but I know how that landscape works. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, I've done professional editing. I've, you know, I went back and taught uh, editing in the RMIT course that I was a student of. Like, I know that industry really well. Um, however, I'm not a bookie person in terms of that publishing industry because I haven't been indoctrinated into that industry. Yeah. Um, and so that industry would find me very hard to categorize because they have copy editors. Yep. 
and they have structural editors and then they've got a marketing person and they've got literary agents and they've yeah. got this and they actually Ooh. find it really hard to place me yeah. because by training, you'd probably call me a developmental editor, which is the first initial stage. Yeah. That's my sweet spot. What's the yeah. idea? How do we build something around the idea? Um, Except Actually, I've also, because I over my career, I've made really good direct relationships into publishing houses. So mm -hmm. I know the commissioning editors and I make introductions. Yep. That essentially is like being a literary agent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you reckon it be worth sharing like how we work together? What, yeah, for sure. So, the way it came about is, so as I said before, um, so I had the opportunity to write a book through Wiley already and then they recommended I'd needs probably some help and then as i said before i got introduced to the world of a book writing coach which was um kelly so we um we we actually worked one-on-one -on -one, so we didn't um work in a group like community type setup it was it was one-on-one -on -one. so what would happen i think i had my draft the, when we first got connected i had chapters um written like and it's quite messy because as as i thought the misconception i had was i'd write it and no it's not gonna be great like perfect but um, I work with the editor with Wiley, which I knew was going to happen. But as you say, we said before, they want it really quite good before it actually goes to the editor. Um, and what we would do, like we would probably work on two or three chapters at a time. Um, I would I would talk about. Initially, I think we just got together and we got a bit more clear about who was the audience for the book, and then we were able to, I guess, rename the chapters and got rid of some chapters that probably weren't right for the book um, yeah. with this new angle that we're taking. And then yeah, we'll just go back and forth. Um, I think maybe two chapters at a time. So I'd write it. You would go back through it and edit it. would come back together and then sort of move on that way. Is that, um, that's how we sort of went about it. And is that how you would work with most people was just. Yeah. Let, let me dig into it a little bit. Cause yeah. I think the conception is it's like it, your focus is on the words. And the reason why we were introduced was, you know, at that they're, they're the latest stage. What you're writing and how you pull together a sentence at this point is irrelevant. Like, because yeah. that's what their copy editors are going to help you with. Yeah. But it's that underlying foundation. It's the being connected to the water, you know, having the electric, having a floor in yeah. place. What is this book idea? Who is the ideal reader? How does a structure work around that idea? And that's where we started was, mm. okay, well, let's go back to the foundation and unpack this together because we've got to get really clear. Um, and you had a lot of, uh, and what, yeah, we changed the structure actually quite dramatically because yeah, yeah. there was a lot of different things going in there, but it was exactly. only, we could only change the structure once we knew exactly who the person was, that real one reader, not mm. a bucket of, it's for all school leaders. It's like the one person, like I can't remember who a person was, let's just say Kathy. And what is her experience day to day? What does she struggle with? And what does she need? Like in terms of that reader journey, you're reading a book logically from A to Z. So where is she starting in the book and where does she end up by the end? Yep. And so you kind of deconstruct what's already there like it's not you we can't even work with your words on the page until we we know we're on the same page together and yep. then we can formulate that structure around that and I think even you know I think this is a thing uh writing is an iterative process 
Um, and it will chop and change. And I think, you know, back to your point about fear, a lot of us think we've got to have the right idea. We've got to have the contents page written down first before we can do a step closer. No, you need to act. You need to almost be working with the things on the page first because it's going to iterate and change. Um, so we kind of, you know, it's like reviewing everything you've got so far and then getting really clear on that. And then, and only then can you do that process of back and forth. So you'd work, write a draft based on a really clear structure, not just of the book, but of each and every chapter. Yep. So that way you're gradually chunking it down. You've got a, a really clear, um, logical sequence of ideas within a chapter, yep. um, and while you're working on that, I'm working on the other one, editing. Yep. So that that that's how you get the back and forth going. You write, I edit. You write, I edit. You write, I edit. And then you can look at it as a whole. Um, and I think that that's a really important point in long form writing. Uh, you have to chunk it down. Mm, yep. You know, think- it's getting really clear for people in terms of small manageable tasks. Because I think even you know when we started working you'd got that round of feedback from the publisher and you had these highlights, of cop, but it's like, okay, cool. I get it. I agree with it. But what do I actually do yeah, with it? Yeah. It's like, well, I have no idea how, how to address all mm. of the things. Like, what do I actually do? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, a big part of writing, like, you know, we we're talking about Charlotte's book before. She's dyslexic, right? She's been told she's never going to be a writer. She's mm. always found writing hard. It's not the writing that matters because that's what copy editors are yep. awesome for. Yep. But it's the the ideas and yep. the structure and the logical sequence of that. That's mm-hmm. where the important thing is. And I think that's what's not emphasized. And it's hard to teach mm, um, in, in a lot of ways. Because mm. I, I do read, I read personally, I read a fair bit. Um, I try to read 10 pages a day. So that you get through, I don't know, 15 to 20 books a year, depending on how long they are. And, and what I've learned and going through that book writing process, the author, they have not written that book by themselves. Like, yes, they've got their name <laughs> on it, but there's been a team that have helped them out. And that's one of the things that I never really understood um, before. I thought that person writes really well. I didn't think they could actually do that. And it might've been a sports person or something like that. And then I realized, oh, hang on, they didn't actually write it. Like they've got the idea, like, um, and I'm sure they have written it down, but the editor comes in and as you mentioned before, that's your role. And going back to that preventative thing, like, I think you have to write with a book writing, like work with a book writing coach. Otherwise, you waste so much time, probably money, and I don't know what else. But it's it's one of those things that is a saving in a way, like if it's time or money. Yeah, I mean, this is a great, this is a good one of my favorite topics of conversation because it also goes back to why our community exists. Yeah. So writing, you know, and even teachers will be familiar with this, just teaching other people writing, right? Writing comes across as this solitary thing. It's like we put ourselves in this room and we're stuck with our, you know, ourselves and our thoughts and our heads. And, you know, any famous writers have kind of made this stereotype of the lonely writer with their whiskey and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's actually bullshit. Mm. Like writing actually shouldn't be a solitary experience. Mm. Um, We are social creatures. We bat ideas off of each other and it doesn't have to be a long lonely grind um and I know this from my personal experience like when as a writer like I wouldn't actually say I'm necessarily an awesome writer I find writing with a blank page really hard 
but I know I'm a freaking good editor. Mm. Uh, like I can zone in to ideas. I can find the thread. You know, for me, it's about patterns. I read books like, you know, people try to read 52 books in a year. I read that, you know, in a sneeze kind of thing. Um, it, it, it's really about understanding patterns for things. Yep. And um, when we're on our own, what we actually do is write to ourselves. We write to this pseudo person in our head instead of realizing writing is a conversation between you and another human. It's just the hard thing about it. What makes it hard is you can't read their body language. You can't see what's mm. resonating with them. They're not yep. asking you questions in terms of can you elaborate on that. So you have to think ahead in terms of, you know, you're almost doing two roles in one. And that's why it's so hard. And I think if you've been taught writing as well, you know, I think of when I learned writing was about the topic sentence and then you had to do this and that. There's like a formula to it. Mm. And it, you get stuck. It, it, it's like it doesn't really work like that. Yeah. Um, and it can do more harm than good. Now, and what I've seen in terms, I mean, I didn't set out necessarily to create a community, but a community happened mm. because what I've seen is it's not about being just like, sure, I can share my experiences and I coach people and stuff like that, but it's actually about learning from other people and what worked for you. Why did you do this? Um, and being supportive. So we do a lot of co-writing where, mm. you know, we just turn up to like this in a, in a Zoom session we do a warm-up exercise for 10 minutes. We turn off the camera. Someone sets a timer. We work together for 50 minutes on one thing. We come back, we debrief, we go about our day. But there's something about being accountable instead of putting something in your calendar. I've got to work for an hour on this blog post. You're held accountable by turning up to a session with mm. someone else. Yep. Um, and there's a real difference around that energy and that driver and it's kind of interesting because i think editing um you know I, I i've actually got a really early client and we used to have this conversation he was always like uh yeah he was kind of before he was like an innovation guy so he was really about like subscription models and mm. stuff like that and he was like yep. i i don't know how you could ever do what you do in a subscription model like a, a like a group setting or where somewhere you know where people are you know in a group setting so I don't know how you could do that because your special source is working really intimately with people and pulling the threads and this and that except that's essentially what my community is now it's working in a group setting it's you know it's part course it's part here's the step-by-steps that you need to go through Yep. but then plugged in with coaching with me and being with other peers. Yep. And I think sometimes we have to bust our own myths because my misconception, which he had, was editing is about one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and it has to be one-on-one -on -one for somebody to get that value. But it, it actually doesn't have to be that way. And I think, you know, anyone considering a book, you have to think it like that belief that you have that is holding you back about, you know, can I do this? Should I do this? Do I have enough to put in a book? None of that matters. Mm. Like if you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. You just need to know those steps and the structure and stuff to make it happen. Yeah. And what what sort of, I know that you, we, we work one-on-one -on -one together. So that's one, I guess, offering that you have. What, what are some of those other offerings you actually have in the 
uh, in your community or the actual um, export export expert author community. Go on, my words. We're we're exporting authors, so. <laughs> Yeah, so most people will start in the in the expert author community, which is like a group environment. So we call like a six-month container where you work through a curriculum, a step-by-step process to work out your book ideas, structure your book idea, plan it, write it, understand editing, how you're going to publish it. That's plugged in with coaching, group coaching with me every month, group coaching from our um, publisher expert in residence and then connections with other peers and authors so we have focus friend pods we do co-writing um and that kind of thing so that's usually the first best starting step because for me getting one-on-one support like when you know the process of a book it makes way more sense to then stick your hand up and say kelly i'd love to have a one-on-one session with you absolutely can you feed back on that because i've already got you to a certain benchmark and then i can get you further Mm. but then some people um you know with the pitching like i'll i'll do a just a pitch package if it's the right person right author that's probably my highest sort of um offering is to okay we can pitch it and then after pitching it we'll work one-on-one in very much the same format that we did ash one-on-one until your submission date um so you came in you'd already got your publisher submission and we did that package one-on-one to get you to that submission date um with the uh the author community how many do you cap that at a certain amount um per how, do, how does that work with time i know you said six months but can people join any time or do you do two yeah uh, we do months? two intakes so december so we're doing an intake now oh, perfect timing. before yeah you can apply before the 26th of november uh we've got an open house next week on the 16th so you can come and meet me meet my authors hear their experiences yep. hear how it all works uh so december and then june so two yep. intakes every year um, you can expect we've actually got 150 members in the group, but half of that have access to like the live coaching and things. And then you'd expect, you know, even half of that who actually come to the to the yeah. coaching. So it's not capped, but in terms of the intimacy and the the way the dynamic works in the group, we're really conscious of making sure that everybody's heard. Yep. Everybody feels supported. It's not like you're a number in a deli counter. Yeah, yeah. Um, we balance, you know, making sure that the extroverts get their thing, but the introverts obviously get their questions answered mm-hmm. as well. So there's always a balance between a wider group coaching, being in breakout rooms. So you've got small group accountability. Um, and then there's special sessions as well throughout the year, you know, in terms of, okay, Kelly, I want your eyes on my actual stuff. Yep. How can you help me there? So they're kind of like add-ons for people. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. That's great. Um, and we'll put the like the um, links in the show notes as well, where people can access that. Is that at? Do you want to give the web uh, the address just to? Yeah, expertauthor.community. Yep. Um, and I'll also give you a link to. We talked about you know that where do you start? Yep. So that that book canvas tool. You're yep. going to give that, download that and yep. have a quick go at it. It's like yep. a 10 minute exercise. Yep. Um, people are really surprised by what comes out of that exercise. Mm. Like I've run that as master classes for people and they're like, oh my God, I thought I had nothing to say. I've got yep. like two, three book ideas here. Yeah, so. I, it's incredible. I remember doing that. I Even though I'd already had the 
um, opportunity to write the book. I actually, I remember doing that exercise as well. And and I think, I think you just hit the nail on the head there. I think I realized I'll probably write two or three um, other books as well on different topics related to growing with gratitude is, but maybe one for um, teens, like for example, like wish, pretty much wish, what yeah. I wish I knew when I was a, a teenager um, and things like that, knowing what I know now. And anyway, that's, it's a really good exercise to do. So we'll put that link to that um, template in the show notes as well. Um, and I just want to really highlight the how amazing the community is that you have formed, Kelly, not only um, working one-on-one, but um, I haven't actually been in that community before because I sort of, yeah, we, we work one-on-one, but I know I follow you what you do. And um, I know a lot of the authors you have worked with because I've read their books. And I can actually tell, because um, you're talking about, like, I guess, flow and um, structure before. And, and I think I've sort of working with you I reckon that Kelly's worked on this book because it was sort of your style um, in a way. <laughs> and um, then I look at the acknowledgements and there's been a couple of times, yep, that's you have been worked on that book. So, um, yeah, yeah it, I was uh, going to say before when you were talking about, oh, I realised that, you know, there's the people have had help for books, like reading the acknowledgements of books yep. is one of the best things you can yep. do because it'll tell you yeah. all the people that went into it and also... Yep. Who, yeah, who has worked on it and yeah. where you can go to for help. Yeah, I'm, my acknowledgement page is massive. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so definitely... To that point, you know, let's put it back on you, Ash, because yeah. what a great resource it had, you know, and I think this is the thing. I, I did a book launch for, for Charlotte actually yesterday. It's like, you know, being a book coach is a very privileged position. No mm. one can ever ever actually understand like a book coach can Mm. where an author started and where they actually ended up and I think there's a lot of emphasis it's a bit like childbirth there's a lot of emphasis on the end stuff but it's all the stuff that happened along Mm. the way Mm. and you know working with you was a pleasure like you know like yeah there was a lot of work to be done but where we ended up with it is like just a transformation (laughs) Yeah, it was oh, it was unbelievable. One of the best experiences I've ever had. Like, and it was a challenging, as you said, it was very challenging. But as I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you, to be honest. Like, let's be honest. And um, yeah, I'll be forever grateful for that. But I guess oh, if you're thinking about writing a book, if you just even got an idea, I'd highly recommend first of all doing that exercise and checking out the um, expert authority oh, authority I'm all, expert author, author dot community. community. Oh shocking with the words today anyway um and on most people probably be listening without um well actually i don't even publish this video but in the background of kelly's um uh or in the background kelly's zoom here she's got i don't know dozens or even hundreds of books there that she's worked on um i can see mine there and that must be an amazing feeling working with uh, so many i guess different authors and then you know that deep down you know that you've had a, a big part to play in those those books so um, and also, I just I just want to highlight one thing, like having a book. So you just when you actually have a book out, some random things happen. So I was telling Kelly before, like um, before we start hit or hit record, that a school in Sweden, um, an international school, so it's an English speaking school. But um, the principal there, she bought a copy of the book for each of her staff, and they're going to be using some of the ideas in the book across their school. Um, another one reached out who actually. Um, uh, she actually, I think the lady used to work in Adelaide, actually the university, but she's from Germany. Now she's gone back to university, uh, sorry, back to Germany. Um, and we were connected um, through a few research project possibilities when she was here. 
Um, but then she I said she's gone back to Germany and she noticed that the book was published and she said, oh, would you ever consider um, translating this into German? Um, the actual, sorry, the, yeah, into German. Also, the Swedish principal said, oh, would you transfer, not know so, so much the book, but the Growing with Gratitude program in, into a Swedish language? So um, nothing's happened of it yet, but there's different opportunities and you just don't know where things go when you have a book. So if, mm. even if you're thinking about it, just maybe take the first steps of doing the exercise that Kelly mentioned and joining the community and um, seeing where it goes, what's the worst thing can happen, um, that it doesn't go anywhere. But I think there's more upside to it and a big opportunity for um, people to write a book. So I think, as you said at the start, Kelly, everyone's got a book in them um, or they think they do. And But you just got to take action and, and make it happen. And there are people out there who support, like yourself, who um, can make a big difference. So um, yeah, check definitely check out the website and hopefully join the community um, coming up in December. So good to chat to you, Ash. And I'm just going to have a call to action too, because I think the hardest yeah. thing about being an author is actually asking people to buy your book. Yeah. So my special ask is actually to buy Growing With Gratitude because it is a fabulous resource. And if there's one thing that I've learned from working with authors, it's actually, you know, some authors think, oh, I don't want to like read other people's books on the same topics because I don't want to influence you actually need to read the books to see almost what you said. Oh, now I read a book. I can see that structure. I can see that it's had Kelly's touch. I can mm. see how these things work. Yep. There's a lot you can learn about writing a book from actually reading ones. Mm. Um, so my ask would be make sure you that you buy Growing With Gratitude, if not for yourself, for a friend, gift it on. Um, because, yeah, it's the impact. For me, it's about making other people successful. And, there's, you know, when you've put, your heart and soul into something, it really needs to be generated out there. So if you're listening to this as a thank you for Ash, please do make sure that you buy the book. No, I appreciate that, Kelly. I think it's been a great conversation. Oh, I've really enjoyed it, the conversation. I've learned a lot myself, um, even though we work together, but there were some things I certainly learned today um, about the process and about your background and how you came to be and also the um, the community that you've got. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as I said, all those that information will be in the show notes. And thank you for your expert uh, help today, Kelly. Thanks, Ash.